This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. There's no doubt uh, this Victoria Day long weekend, I'm sure there are lots of hikers out uh, hitting the trails uh, throughout British Columbia, uh, and uh, thankfully there weren't too many who needed search and rescue help. I think there were four uh, this weekend, but there's no doubt uh, search and rescue is a part of our life, and, and uh, they are an amazing organization uh, when you do need help. And certainly in my early days as a reporter, many a times, whether it be North Shore Search and Rescue, Coquitlam Search and Rescue, Squamish Search and Rescue, many other search and rescue uh, departments throughout uh, British Columbia, they're always there when British Columbians need help. Uh, joining me now to talk a little bit about uh, what Search and Rescue does, but also uh, Search and Rescue has put out their top 10 hiking trails in BC where they have been called out uh, to help people out is Sandra Ritchie. She's an executive director of the BC Adventure Smart. Thank you so much, Sandra, for joining us. Thank you for having me. So first and foremost, let's talk a little bit about uh, your organization uh, uh, sharing the top 10 hiking trails uh, with the most search and rescue calls. Uh, I'm going to just start with number one here, Rubble Creek Trail. Uh, Whereabouts is that located? That's in the Squamish area, I think. See the sky, yep. actually, and yeah, you're right in the right region, and it heads into the Black Tusk Trail, and that's one of the trail trails that we do have a safety video for. Uh, it is part of the top ten. It is number one, if you will, uh, and then the second one is House Sound Crest Trail, and then it goes to Wanda Fuca for the top three. But we've started to share the top ten trails with the most hiker emergencies here in the spring. We're going to do this moving forward, and that can keep everyone abreast as hiking season starts. And we get into the summer season. Mm-hmm. So the Rubble, Rubble Creek Trail uh, on Sea to Sky, as you say, House Sound Crest Trail is two. Juan de Fuca Marine Trail is three. Uh, the Chief Trail is obviously four. Uh, and the Sea to Summit Trail uh, is is five. And I guess what it broadly tells you is where there's a huge uh, population, a Metro Vancouver, uh, uh, there's going to be sort of a greater uh, impact in those areas. Because number six I already see here is Gross Grind as well. You're right. There's there's quite a few in, in up in relation to the higher density areas there with the population right up against the mountains. You know, it's almost the perfect storm, which is great for those of us who are aware it's just as accessible for those hikers who are unaware of the preparation needed and the skills required and the gear that should be taken, but also the decisions that need to be made prior to hiking, but also during the, the adventure where you would make decisions based on group dynamics, uh, goals trying to be reached at that, at that adventure, and then you know using that sound judgment t- to turn around in case uh, things aren't going right, depending on weather abilities and group dynamics again those decisions are key pre during and in an emergency mm-hmm. now of the of the top 10 uh, uh, bc search and rescue uh, association as you were saying has produced uh safety specific trail videos for six of those that's right so we we produced those last year and there's a few additional trails trail specific safety videos in that uh collection as well but the black tusk trail House Sound Crest, Juan de Fuca Marine Trail, the Stawamish Chief, Grubbs Grind, and Mount Seymour. We have trail-specific safety videos for each one of those. 
And they are in our top 10 this year of the trails that have the most hiker emergencies on them. So for those six out of the 10, you can visit the BC Search and Rescue Association's website Mm -hmm. under outdoor education, and you'll see the trail-specific safety videos listed there. They're really in-depth trip planning tools to see what the trail looks like, learn more about the junctions and where decisions are made. It talks about proper trip planning and training and all the essentials, taking those essentials with you. It also talks about communications and what to do in an emergency. They're really worth a watch. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you seeing the services of the BC Search and Rescue Association's members being used more often and getting you're getting calls for help uh and perhaps it's because of a rising population people out more often i don't know is there greater use of bc search and rescue uh, uh resources and, and members in regards to people getting lost and needing help currently on an annual basis for mm-hmm. all search and rescue call volume we're at 1500 search and rescue calls a year currently mm-hmm. that is back to pre-pandemic annual call volume. So during the pandemic, it was upwards of 2,100 a year. Now we're back to pre-pandemic search and rescue call volume. Uh, but we also see some consistencies in those those emergencies and those incidents. You know, as we noted in 2022, top three hiker emergencies, emergencies requiring search and rescue were in relation to getting lost with no map and or navigation device, poor footwear uh, and or footing leading to a slip or a fall and unaware of trail difficulties or exceeding abilities. So we can sum that up as injuries, getting lost or disoriented, and exceeding abilities. Uh, I I don't know if the BC Search and Rescue Association gets involved in this conversation or debate, but there is always the occasional conversation that does pop up, and, and, and it's an interesting one, which is, should people be handed a bill for uh, the effort, resources that are used to rescue them? Uh, it is an ongoing conversation, and and and, and like I said, it, it can be very expensive, and I'm not sure the average person can sometimes afford some of the some of the rescue uh, when you when you when you take into time, equipment, helicopters being used, all those types of things. Uh, are there any jurisdictions that you know of where they do uh, bill those that have been lost and require search and rescue help? In British Columbia, there is no charge. So we know that for a fact. There's no charge for search and rescue services mm-hmm. in the province of British Columbia. Uh, the British Columbia Search and Rescue Association and its members of the search and rescue groups, which there's 78 groups and 3,400 volunteers, don't believe in changing anyone, pardon me, don't believe in charging anyone for search and rescue in the province of BC, regardless of the reason they found themselves requiring assistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's, no, uh, there's no barrier there. So there should be no worry about being charged, no delay. Uh, in thinking that you should delay that phone call because you think you might be mm-hmm. charged. There's no there's no charge for rescue. We just had um, the pleasure of having the president of the BC Search and Rescue Association on our BC Adventure Smart webinar uh, series last Thursday. We kicked off our summer series with the president, and the focus of the whole webinar was no charge for rescue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd encourage anyone wanting to learn more is to head over to the BC Search and Rescue Association's website, and YouTube, and you'll see that recording. But, you know, no matter the reason, uh, anyone's needing help there, there's no charge for rescue in the province of BC. And don't forget the number to call is 911. Um, in regards to your funding, because it's it, there are volunteers, obviously, but it is, you do need resources, and you do need to raise dollars. How is your, how is your 
where does your budget come from? Is it through some help from government? Is some of it fundraising? I'm just curious as to how uh, the Search and Rescue Association funds itself. Fortunately, as of April 2022, the BC Search and Rescue Association now has sustainable funding through emergency management and climate readiness. So we're fortunate to get um, sustainable funds through EMCR, our provincial government, Mm -hmm. to the BC Search and Rescue Association. And what that does is it supports the 78 SAR groups with allotments for each of the 78 groups based on their uh, call response capabilities, uh, et cetera. And that also supports the BC Adventure Smart Program, which, which is all about outdoor education, encouraging outdoor enthusiasts to be prepared, offering reliable resources for outdoor education, for personal preparedness, and with the hopes of goals of reducing the number and severity of search and rescue calls in the province of BC. So that funding supports the ground search and rescue crew Mm -hmm. and also the outdoor education piece, which is BC Adventure Smart, which the BC Search and Rescue Association started almost two decades ago. I know, as I said earlier in my uh, earlier uh, reporting days, and uh, many a times I've been out in uh, North Shore or on Sea to Sky or uh, in other parts uh, further up the valley than with with variety of search and rescue uh, groups, and they do fabulous work, and they're always good people to deal with as well. And I'm so happy that uh, you've been able to secure uh, uh, secure funding and regular funding for, for the years ahead because it is very important work that you all do. Sandra, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you very much. And for more information, visit the BC Adventure Smarts resources at the BC Search and Rescue Association website.